I wasn't feeling great at about 25 kilometers in. So, you know, uh, lots of... <laughs> Lots of running left to do. Yeah. And uh, I ran by a community garden and somebody was like holding a like just harvested zucchini. And I was like, I wish I was a zucchini. Like the simplicity <laughs> of being like an unfeeling vegetable. I was like, that would be better. Like what are, what are, what are, and like it, it was like a philosophical moment where I was like, why, why? <laughs> Why am I, why am I this and why am I doing this rather than like just being, just being a zucchini. Welcome to the Happy Feet Podcast. I'm Dave McMillan. And I'm Cameron Twa. And today's guest is Lauren McGinnis. Hello. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you very much. Nice we're, to be here. We're very happy to have you and thanks for offering some of your time today to chat about running and everything that's involved with that. Yeah. So, First question we always ask everyone, uh, when was your last run? Well, I knew you'd ask that. <laughs> I listened to the podcast. Uh, so I went for a run like about three hours ago. Nice. Honestly, I was not going to run. Uh, <laughs> I had a hockey practice to coach this morning, another game to coach just right before I came here. Um, but I had time in the middle and I went for a run um, out on Yellowknife Bay I ran on the ice road. I ran on the Air Tindy landing strip, you know, runway. Nice. I watched the Twin Otter on skis take off. So I was like, I also wanted to go for a run that I would be proud to tell you guys about. Not in terms <laughs> of length or anything or distance or speed, but just, yeah. So it was with you in mind that I ran oh, today. Oh, well, I love it. Why we inspired you? <laughs> inspired or coerced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what we, are we, out there? we were just saying that we, this is our 24th episode of, uh, of happy feet and uh, every time I, we do this and someone is always like an hour ago or in the morning <laughs> i i know that i hear that so i did not want to say like well it's been uh you know <laughs> how long has it been since november 12th no i'm kidding <laughs> how, how do you like winter running is it i love it so much yeah i'm like i mean running in shorts and a t-shirt and a pair of socks and sneakers when it's 17 degrees and there's no bug like that's wonderful for sure mm -hmm. but um i would say my favorite running is in the winter nice yeah why is that um i do think of running as boring and i don't find it boring in the winter and i, I like it's not like there's more or less to look at, but it just feels like a more um, kind of altered experience or affected experience by the weather and the, the your lashes and thinking about your gear and like, you know, is are my parts warm? You know, like yeah. my ears, my belly, my... Your Maui? My, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my crotch. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, so I, I, I just love winter running. Um, and then it is beautiful out and it is something like the winter is a time for me where I can get ground down by the darkness, the cold and all that. So it's really important to me. Yeah. And there's like two completely different sets of routes out there when you're running. The winter, True. it's a completely different landscape than the summer. Yeah. Do you got, do you got any go-to or do you? I run on the lake. Okay. Like a lot. Uh, I live in Old Town on Latham Island. So you know, I, I start out my front door for sure. And I take my dog Marie with me. Um, and then 
usually we get over to the causeway like on the sidewalk or on the road and then dip down onto the lake and go out you know past air tindy and towards then the houseboats and and the snow castle and all that and then run and connect to the data ice i mean depends how far i'm going to go but yeah. connect to the data ice road and, and go as far as what I feel uh, like uh, i know you're a bit of an early bird what time what's your typical time of day what time do you uh, there? yeah well i'm into a i'm a week into a, a a kind of personal commitment to run or walk or run and walk to work and back oh, cool. so i've started running this week uh four or five days i ran to work leaving at about four just to clarify four is a normal time to yeah for you to be four up, is a normal time to get up so i'm getting up about like 20 or 30 minutes earlier than usual just yeah. to get into the gear to yeah be ready how do you find that when you get in to work like are you more alert less alert or oh it's it, it... it helps for sure um and you know giving up 20 minutes of sleep does not matter in the grand scheme of things. Um, so it's definitely better, but it, everything has to start at about, you know, eight or 9 PM the night before. Um, cause if I don't go to bed, it, it, yeah, it's hard to have the discipline to, to run. What's it feel like out there? Like there can't be too much going on. There might be the odd car or two. Is it... Yeah, there's not a lot going on, but I do, like if you commute to work at 8.15 in the morning, you would likely see some of the same things every day. So I see some of the same things every day. I see the water trucks. Uh, I see the plows and the and the haul trucks taking snow away. There is some street level human activity at four. So it's often like the beginning of my day and the end of somebody else's day. So okay. I always... Like one of my favorite things is to say to people, good morning. And they're like, oh, Jesus Christ, because <laughs> they're not they're not exactly greeting the day. They're, yeah. So, um, yeah, the schedule, I could I think about it like it's it's literally the most important part of my life in a way. I mean, family and all that, but just like in terms of discipline and, and keeping my operation on the rails, I have to go to bed early. I have to be at work early. And then if I can do those things, it's like, it's kind of my secret weapon because I have tons of time because I'm, you know, I take my lunch break at 8 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> or, well, you know, it's not my lunch break, but I take a break that would yeah. be the middle of my day type deal, yeah. work day at 8 a.m. Um, and then I finish at about one. So, you know, we have kids in school um, and then, so I've got like, I just have tons of time. It's actually, it forces it because I can't sleep in. Like, it's not like, well, am I going to go to the gym today or yeah. not? It's like, it's work. I have to go. I have to go. Yeah. So it's great. Cool. I'm aging at like triple speed for sure. <laughs> but other than that, it's good. That's well, really exciting to see your running because you're probably the most public solo runner I've ever seen. Like, you, I love seeing your Instagram stories, your, your tweet, Instagram, all those things. Yeah and about your adventures your videos about about what it is you're doing at four in the morning and you very much run solo you do a lot of your training solo murray oh murray that murray dog is with me butt. quite a bit of the time but uh, I often feel like that's your best running butt yeah well like he's my uh i mean no offense you're 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 way up there too but <laughs> he's um yeah murray's like and he's eight so i'm thinking about when he's going to slow down like he used to be able to run if I ran 30 kilometers marathon training, he would come. 
Yeah. I wouldn't take him now if I was going to do that. But for these like five, ten k, whatever, he's yeah. he's game for sure. So, what kind of goals are you? Uh, uh, do you have with running? I know you have a very young family, and, and yeah. it must be difficult to fit goals in with that. But yeah, well, I'm goal driven for sure. Like if I don't have something, and it could almost be imagined, can't quite be imagined, but like it's the the importance isn't the goal. The importance is that there is one. Yeah. So like going to work uh, in the morning. So that's how, I started. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I started this idea of running and walking or running and walking. And I just want to say like my rest days, I still want to get to work on my feet. Oh, yeah. So that's the why I keep saying running or walking. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to run in the 6, 12, 24 ultra yeah. in, on June 25th. And I want to run a hundred kilometers. Nice. Yeah. The club. It, yeah. Really <laughs> like, you know, your, I mean, for one thing, the, the role you both played and cam yours primarily in like creating the thing. Um, and then watching you run a hundred kilometers last year and being involved and, and kind of running with you for parts of it. And, but I wasn't organized and I wasn't focused and I hadn't told my family very much about, <laughs> yeah. like I joined on the Thursday. I, I had been running. It wasn't like couch to ultra or anything like that, but, um, I so, joke that it was it was couched ultra in a way. Well, it was yeah, <laughs> bottom bunk to ultra. Yeah, <laughs> I went home partway through the race, which I don't, I won't do this year. But it, like my wife, because I hadn't really registered the plan, she was like, "Hey, come on, what, what are you, what's happening?" And I'm like, "Well, I'm running for a while here." Anyway, so I ended up going home for supper, helping with the kids, having a bath with the kids putting them to bed. I went to bed in my, you would have been six at the time, six-year-old's bottom bunk. I slept <laughs> there for a good, good few hours and then went back and thought I'd just cheer you on in the morning. And then I walked and then yeah, it turned into something and I kind of went going. So, so for this one, it's like, I want to, I want to run. And so I'm thinking how to, what, what do I need to do to be like ready for that? And for radio podcast listeners, I have air quotes around ready. Cause I do think like part of it is luck. A lot of it's mental and then some of it's physical. So I just want to get around on my feet a lot between now and then. Sounds yeah. like a good strategy. I think so. Yeah. So last year, I seem to recall you, you ran a marathon during that ultra. You just, you- I ran 50. Oh, at the beginning, <laughs> okay. like, or not, at, not at the beginning, but okay. in my, so you did 50, I did 50, then you went away went and, home, and I came and home and I did a half. Time. Yeah. Nice. So it was 71.2 in total. It's pretty impressive. Well, Were you planning to do that or that? No, it... it was all not like I did want to do 50. I, I thought to myself, like in, in 24 hours, I've been running five, six, seven, ten 10 kilometers. Yeah. I think I was just like w- between walking and refueling and the energy of the place i'll be able to get to 50. so i did 50 and then i was like well i'm i wouldn't have been done at 50 but my wife needed me you know it was just a good time to go home and be helpful (laughs) and then i came back and i did not plan to run a half marathon but the the true like experience of just keep moving until you feel better like my legs were pegs because i'd been in bed so i could you know I could hardly get in on the truck, but then I started walking and yeah. then I started doing whatever's one half a notch above walking. And then I felt good <laughs> enough to run. Did you have any idea what that event was going to be like? No, no. 
don't no. think any of us did. I mean, a, a defining part of it is that you're running in like a very small circle or a oval. Yeah. Like it's yeah, on a track. Small. And other people went for off and, you know. Yeah, there's the option. You could yeah. stay at the track and do yeah. your thing or you could go yeah. do the free bird option anywhere as you want us as long as you record it. Yeah. So that was that was the part I was the least excuse me least certain about um, just what it would be like to run in a circle for. Did you, did you find it boring or monotonous? Um, I was even asking myself that question the other day, and I because I sort of forget. Like I must have, I must have. <laughs> but you know, there was a bit of community. There, well, not a bit. There was, you know, there were people there. There was lots of encouragement. Plus, like, I was eating and, you know, it just wasn't like. There's enough distractions. Yeah, there. I had enough going on. I for sure had things going on in my ears. You know, I had listening to podcasts and music and stuff. So I I don't remember boredom being like a defining part of it. It's funny. You ask different people and, and a lot. Some people will say it was really boring. Certainly, uh, I know Steve Cochran and when we interviewed him. He said that it that was the challenge was he's done 100 miles before but has he ever done it on the track yeah and and personally when i was doing it i found a lot of comfort in knowing the trail basically right so i could forget about it because i just know i'm continuing yeah and every time I, I run by your tent i it's firmly ingrained in my mind like the rocks in front of your tent yeah the people sitting in front of your tent <laughs> yeah if i had my i mean i also needed i didn't have a crew so i like a very distinct memory because it was so hot that day at points you gave me a bag of ice <laughs> and I put it on my neck and I was like oh I immediately realized I felt like about a two out of ten and then that oh. took me up to a six or something <laughs> yeah. but because I didn't have support um I think I needed it to be at the track but in the in the grand scheme of things if I had my druthers I'd love to run a hundred kilometers from a start line to a finish line and through beautiful country, whatever. But the other thing is it's predictable. It's like, you're not going up, you're not going down. You're just running in a circle. And that's yeah. a kind yeah. of a nice controlled environment for somebody who's coming to it for the first time. And there's people there to keep an eye on you if, uh, on you yeah. if you happen to fall over or stumble yeah. or that's right. pass out. Yeah. Okay. But it was good to be in that tight area instead of being in the middle of nowhere and all of a sudden being like, oh, I feel gross right now. Yeah. Which is how it started. Yeah. But, yeah, I missed all that, yeah. you know, because I went home and had a hot bath and a summer and <laughs> I told the kids a story and sang them lullabies and had a good nap. So I feel like when I hear stuff like that, it's, it's not the first time I've heard it. We did a 12-hour the year before, and one of our friends went home and watched TV, had something to eat, had a bath, yeah, and then came back and still pulled off 80 kilometers. <sighs> wow. And and so it's it's just a different story of how a person did a race. Yeah. That's, there's, you don't have to be there 24 hours. Nobody had to be. Yeah. But but people did. People were there. People had different things. One person started hungover, went home, <laughs> came back, ran like uh, 50, 60 kilometers. So Holy it, yeah, that's, I want to interview that person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we should. It was really funny. Yeah. Start. The, we say, ready, set, go, and they turn around and went home. <laughs> they wanted to be there for the start. That's so great. Right, 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 right. Okay. So if you were talking to a 20-year-old Lauren and told, told him that, hey, one day you're going to run 70 kilometers, do you think he'd believe you? No. No, I'm one of those people that did not did not like running. And part of that, I definitely had that in my mind. 
I can't run. I believed I couldn't run. How, how'd you get into it? Um, one of the local running groups uh, through Breakaway, maybe. I like, okay. yeah, I, yeah, it was um, uh, Francis Chang and others led it. Oh, I, that's Bodyworks. This, Bodyworks. This yeah. is probably like the fifth time uh, that name has been brought up. It yeah. Is, it you know like what? It was a great inspiration to a lot of people to get out there. He and he. And, and it was like he, he had other people that were run leaders and stuff too. So it wasn't just him, but okay. he was the kind of coordinating guy. And I, I mean, I still get a kick out of it when I see him in town, like a very friendly face to me. And basically walking a minute, running two or running two, walking or whatever, and building up. I, it was half marathon training that I did that year. And I ran a half marathon and it broke my belief that I couldn't run. And I think... It's sort of a boring detail, but basically I think I never understood what running slowly meant. Yeah. I think I just hated running because I was always running like 15% too fast. And so I was like, this is, this feels horrible. Like I can't get ahead of my breathing. I, my, you know, muscular skeletal, all that was kind of under pressure that it wasn't ready for. Didn't know how to build up, didn't know how to train and didn't know how to slow down. Anyone starting out, they, you got to figure out where your baseline is, like how far you can go and how fast you can go that far. And yeah. A lot of people, it's you just drunk ho at the gate. And yeah. yeah. I've, I have thought about this though, like speaking of a 20 year old Lauren, I'm like, bummer, bummer that he, I didn't know how to run or didn't get into it. Not because I think I would have been competing at any level or not, not like nothing like that, but it's just, it's been such a great part of my life for now the last 10 years. Um, and it's not like I'm, I've, I go on and off the wagon, so to speak, yeah. with running. But um, it's just like, I just know it's there. I always come back to it. I love it. It has such a positive effect on my mental health, on my routines, on my, just everything. And I'm like, man, university, like what a good time it would have been to have to make running friends and to, you know, travel the world. Like I kind of did just, I don't mean I was a world traveler, but like all the little adventures I had in my twenties, like that could have running could have been incorporated into all those things. Yeah. Anyway, regrets a strong word, but it's just a thing where I'm like, Oh darn, I didn't know how good it would be. I, I found too, that I, I really like the community around running and the opportunities it gives you. Yeah. It's so funny to compare it to smoking. Like, okay. <laughs> I know it's a hard comparison, right? <laughs> but like, so there's all these random, if you're a smoker, and I stopped smoking for a long time, but you, you go out to the cigarette area, smoking area, and you meet all these random people who have really cool stories. You share this one thing in common, which happens right. to be a pretty bad thing. Uh, but you have a pleasant time with these people. Uh, but with running, you're doing something healthy. And yeah. they're just random people of all different walks of life. Yeah. All meeting up together. You could be running with the premier of the Northwest Territories. I don't know. What, probably not. But <laughs> Maybe a minister. <laughs> I know yeah. a couple of ministers run. There you go. Uh, yeah. Minister of Finance, Carolyn Wozniak. You could, you, yeah. she, she runs. And she's, you know, busy family person. Like, yeah. she'd be actually interesting. interesting person to gab with just to figure out how the heck she fits yeah. it in. Yeah. But in that moment when you're doing all that running with them, you just are a runner. Just no, the that's same right. As them. You're yeah. all on the same page. You're yeah. You maybe have different abilities, but yeah. Comparison to smoking. I've heard, <laughs> I've heard a few good stories over the decades of somebody who like, they got their big break 
because they smoked and so did like the CEO or whatever. And so it's like, you know, I was a nobody, but twice a day we'd chat for five minutes and they figured out that they liked me and now I'm the VP go. of sales or whatever. Do I have to do another disclaimer? <laughs> yeah. Disclaimer, I, please yeah. don't smoke. Yeah. <laughs> It'll get you nowhere. I know. Head of the company. Our, this is totally not on topic for the podcast, but uh, my mother-in-law lives with us and she smokes. So our kids regularly see a smoker our kids are four and seven and one of our kids was out in the backyard and said my wife was saying are you doing okay and he's like yeah we're just playing swords <laughs> and she thought oh cool and it turned out he'd found like a foot long blade with handle <laughs> that had been there like maybe people had were kind of like got a big piece of open land behind our house that's not ours but Maybe somebody had dressed a caribou back there or something and dropped their knife in the snow. So it's like wow. a, but it was dull and not super sharp. But she thought it was imaginary game. She looked out and the four-year-old was like at sword point, basically. <laughs> by the so funny, funny, funny. And then uh, the seven-year-old, this would have been like a year or two ago that this all happened. So they're a bit younger. But the older one said to me, uh, dad, I'm going out into the yard to play with my knife again. But don't worry about the little guy. I told him I'm going out. I just told him I'm going out to do a cigarette. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, this is so many layers of wrong right now. I don't know what to do. I don't know. I don't know what to do. Adventures in parenting. Yeah, totally. You need to get them running, I guess. <laughs> I am excited about that. Like as it is now, the odd time, the well, for sure, the older one can now bike with. I mean, he's way faster than I am when he's on a bike and I'm running, but it's like something we can have fun doing together. I think the four-year-old this year, like he mastered the bike last summer. He'll be, he'll be good to go on some of those, but whenever it comes, if they like it and I hope they do, I'll certainly give them lots of exposure to it. Like I would, I would really love to be like a running family. Yeah. That's the other thing about the events. I'm kind of down with like the kids seeing dad sweat and work hard <laughs> and like feel wonderful, you know? That was and suffer. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's just be honest. And achieve yeah. something. something. That's right. That's Personal right. Uh, and big for yourself. Yeah. 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 Well, they, I'm sure kids understand that. So like when they see that and at the end of the race, or they definitely probably feel pride or yeah. understand that hey, this, he's doing something, he's achieving something. Yeah. My... My, my like little screensaver wallpaper, whatever on my telephone is me and my now seven-year-old, probably he was three and it was at the finish line of a half marathon. My wife put him in my arms and it's just like cherished picture. Yeah. Yeah. When, when you did your learn to run group, half marathon, how, how did that feel at the end? Did your, like how, how long have you trained? Yeah. Walk, walk us through training. It was like a. Um, yeah. Walk, run, uh, build up to just running, I think for me and different people kind of got to different points and different people see whether you're walking or running or, you know, different people see it differently. I wanted to run the whole time and that is what I did. And so very slowly, you know, like just at a pace, fine. And beyond, I, like I remember looking at, cause that run group had, you know, 25 of us or something doing half marathon training and five doing marathon training and we would kind of all gather at the same time and do our short runs together and stuff. But I remember just, I didn't know any of them was part of it, but also okay. I was like, they're the 
freaks. <laughs> they are the freaks, like a marathon. It just was such an exotic even word to me. Um, and I that like running a half marathon did not change that. Like I got to the finish line in a half marathon, and I remember thinking, "Come on, like that you cannot continue running after yeah. that. That that is a hundred percent it." I find that each event mm -hmm. can feel like that. Like it, it doesn't matter if you're doing like a five or an AK or ten K, twenty one or a marathon, whatever. Like at the end, you. If you're giving this your all, you're going to feel exhausted at the end. Reminds me of the 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 finish line of these Olympic cross country ski races, They're where it looks like watch. somebody with a machine gun like <laughs> mowed down all the contestants. Or yeah, the, it's not the contestants, the competitors. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're just you know ski tips in the air, like yeah. <laughs> just steaming and dying. And that's like there's something. So anyway, I think that goes to the heart, partially of physical preparation, but I think that is super mental. Yeah. Yeah. We so we were so lucky to be at the end of Dave's first marathon in Vegas, oh. <laughs> where he could not stand, <laughs> and he okay. got up. He was sitting on the ground, just suffering, and he said, "Why do people do this?" <laughs> okay. I think I followed that by saying, "I'll never do this again." <laughs> you haven't done it again yet. Yeah. <laughs> Following <you> through. <laughs> do you have a mind to do another one? Uh, well, I'm more likely now than at that point. Right. Say that. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> at that point, it was a definite no. Now it's like probably not. But yeah. we'll see. I finished. Uh, I've run one marathon. How? Yeah. You. And and uh, when I finished that, I thought I'll probably run a marathon every six months for the rest of my life, <laughs> and that was not the case. So, what made you want to do a marathon? Uh, the challenge and and the structure of the training like like I said the event isn't the most important thing although you know a marathon as I said had had that kind of like exotic it's impossible kind of thing to me and then at some point in my life after a couple of half marathons I thought like I now understand that if you do a bit of believing and then you train it really is doable um, so I had so I just thought, well, the payoff is all the training, but I'm an event-driven guy. So I signed up for the All Knife Full Marathon, and I went on like a internet training plan, which was like free, you know, and Hal Higdon kind of oh, yeah. two or three yeah. short maintenance runs a week with some speed and hill work, and then long runs on the weekend, and I just did it. How, how long was that training period? uh maybe 20 weeks or 16 but it was like i chose the training plan that acknowledged that i was like running before the training plan so i was already like it wasn't like i hadn't run in six months or something mm. okay and how how much did you stick to it or like was it were you... probably 85 percent. like okay. life gets in the way i had I have the, i had two kids by then um but you know or and have a cold or whatever but yeah i was pretty disciplined like i remember getting to the start line and thinking like if i don't get injured there's essentially no chance i won't do this yeah training for that marathon where the heck did you find the time <laughs> well it's, family support for sure it's a big time commitment. it's a big time commitment um so i have this 
bizarre schedule that people give me like an outsized amount of respect for. They're like, oh my God, you get up at 4.30. My life has shifted. It just is. I don't like 4.30 to me does not feel like 4.30 to you, does not feel like 4.30 to you. It just feels like 8 feels like to you. 8 a.m. So I'm used to it. Then I get this free time between the end of my day and school pickup. I get my lunch. I can run to work or get my short runs in before work. And then I have to ask for free time on the weekend. I have to ask my wife uh, for that grace, for her to open up that space. And sometimes I'll be gone for an hour and 15 minutes. Sometimes I'll be gone for three hours, you know? And like, it's not even just the run, it's the prep for the run. When you get back, you got a shower, you're, yeah, you know, depending on the run, like, I might not have much energy. That's such a good observation. And that's actually something I haven't done a good enough job of and I feel like I'm the one that's paid the price for that because like I will come in the door after a 28 kilometer training run I mean I've done like a very small handful of those in my life but you know I have memories of coming in on like a pretty warm summer day yeah just ruined and her being like finally you're back like <laughs> go get him kids and I have not said no to that like I just because I'm like oh to register that this I would come home and still have needs <laughs> so I just suck it up and hang with the kids but it it means I'm like a stink bag for a while <laughs> I'm not kind of like sometimes I'll stretch with the kids around I'm a I'm like quite a believer not necessarily a believer in stretching but it's a meaningful part of my routine to just kind of like check in with my body in okay. that way and how long would you stretch for like a three minutes or something. It's not like I'm like foam rolling with the kids all over yeah. me or anything like that. Yeah. But uh, just to kind of respect that you just put 30 kilometers into your legs or took 30 kilometers out, depending on how you're looking at. Yeah. So, yeah. So anyway, the time is, uh, and I have a feeling of gratitude when I am given these opportunities and it, it ends up being integrated the gratitude feels the motivation. It's like I've asked other people to make a sacrifice. So I need to also hold up my end of the bargain of working hard, of trying hard, of, of making this enjoyable. Cause if it's just kind of like a suffer fest, which there is obviously some struggle in it, but if it's just like, I can't let it make me miserable or it's like, it's a, it's a diss to the gang that makes it possible. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I've always found time is the is the biggest support I could ever get. Understanding and time, yeah, yeah, and and just knowing that I'm working towards something, and yeah, it's it's the biggest thing. And I'm like, I've always asked for time. Sometimes it's been to go to the pub. Sometimes it's been to whatever. So it's like in a family where you can't just keep asking for time. There has to be a limit. It's like yeah. this becomes what I'm asking for. And it's not always an easy yes for the other people in the family, for my wife in particular, but she has said yes and prioritized yes to this rather than, um, and it's like, I don't, it's not just like the pub, but like, for example, I like doing stand-up comedy or, you know, I have kind of creative endeavors or, or ideas to make a short film with a couple of buddies. It's like, you can't do everything. So when I'm training for running, I'm not doing comedy gigs. I'm not. Do I'm just not doing other stuff. Just work, family, and run. How well do you remember that first run? The, or the, the, the first marathon? marathon? Yeah. Um, yeah, I remember it very well. I, 
I mean, I think I do. It's probably like okay. it's. I remember it's what? memories of memories, maybe. I, but so uh, I remember the start of it. I can okay. refresh your memory with that. We were so, both. Yeah, Cam and I were uh, organizing this, looking, getting things set up. The marathon, the marathoners were coming in. We had just gotten a tent set up, and it downpoured. I remember the weather, <laughs> big time. Yeah, yeah, that was nuts. It, it was like downpouring. We had this one tent and. The we 15. had 10 minutes and literally in that 10 minutes, the, the sky stopped and we set up a tent and then, yeah. yeah. And then there was 15 or 16 of the marathoners. They're all huddles under the tent trying to stay dry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I remember what that. A, what a fun little community that was. It was so neat to <laughs> shoulder see. to shoulder. Yeah. yeah. 10 feet, uh, 10 square feet of space. I remember talking to Bill Sterling before the race. Um, from Overlander and you know Overlander has played a big role in supporting my running like not you know just with information and mm -hmm. kind staff and I just uh, wearing some shoes I got there in the last 48 hours right now like that I, I took for their first run today anyway nice. so Bill Stroh I just wanted to say thank you to him and then like couldn't have been better it's like whatever 7 a.m Saturday morning he's wrestling with this tent in just like a pissing downpour and it's windy and he's you know he's a sort of quiet man as it is so i'm like hey i just wanted to thank you for everything. and he was just like oh, okay yeah <laughs> like he was friendly absolutely friendly but i was like it just was an example of like yeah oh, they're they've been amazing they've uh, it's it's pretty much their event at the overlander Sports yeah, marathon yeah. they've been running they've been sponsoring it for I don't even know how many years. Yeah. Ever since I've been here, probably twice as long as that. Yeah. I remember like I was spending like, you know, a hundred bucks on like gels and granola bars <laughs> and all this stuff there one day. And I was like, Bill, what do you, do? you know, like you've done a lot of endurance sport in your life. Like, what are you taking? He's like, he's like, well, I, I want you to, you know, indulge your interest in all those products, but I just drink flat Coke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we had a downpour, then you guys started. Yeah. Do, do you remember much of it? Like, was it, did you feel great at the start? Were you nervous? I think I was nervous, although I also remember having a, a feeling of confidence that like, the work had been like, I don't want to get too carried away. Like I had never run 42 kilometers. That's, but I had, I had mostly done the training. So I didn't have that insecurity of like, I'm not ready. I did. Or like I've, I've underprepared. I was like, I've done my part. And I'd like had an okay sleep the night before I wasn't feeling sick or anything. So that was all okay. Um, yeah. So you had the preparation in, but it's like, at the end of it, where were you feeling strong at the end? Where you're like, oh, mm. I'll never do this again. I didn't have an I'll never do this again feeling. Uh, I, I remember a couple of low points. Um, I remember, I want to say it was around 25 kilometers. I ran past, this is like a, a memory that super stuck with me. And I think it's kind of funny and I'm happy to share it. But it also was real. Um, I wasn't feeling great at about 25 kilometers in. So, you know. Uh, lots of lots of running left to do yeah. and uh, I ran by a community garden and somebody was like holding a like just harvested zucchini and I was like 
I wish I was a zucchini. Like the simplicity <laughs> of being like an unfeeling vegetable. I was like, that would be better. Like, what are, what are, what are, and like it, it was like a philosophical moment where I was like, why, why, why am I, why am I this? And why am I doing this rather than like just being, just being a zucchini. And, uh, <laughs> And that was funny. I, I do remember that my family met me at about halfway, okay, yeah. like very close to halfway. My wife had like driven. It was a, it was sort of the parking lot by the old visitor center. The kids were puddle jumping and it was like a big time lift to see them. Um, but then when, I, when they were kind of out of frame, I was alone. And I remember thinking like, I'm halfway. Yeah. And I've been out here for like over two hours and I was like, I'm totally going to finish. And this is going to be so boring. I was like, I'm going to be, I'm, I can't believe how long this is going to take. Yeah. And it was about, it was just about that feeling of boredom. I was like, I, I, my legs are telling me we'll get there. Um, and then the last kind of most, uh, like the deepest feeling of satisfaction I had was not right at the finish line. It was about 300 meters before and I could hear the finish line. Um, and I was soaked like the weather had been horrible. Yeah. Uh, I could hear the finish line. And I do remember at that point, like I wept and felt like a real sense of if you work hard, a lot of things are possible. And it like what I see as my limitations is like, is commitment, is like discipline over time. Like those, those are hard habits and I'm not great at them. And I was like, oh man, I just did a hard thing or I'm about to do a hard thing. And it felt yeah. like profoundly good. Yes. And yeah, and it's not just what you did in the day. It's all the training. But it, like almost like had nothing. School. Like it was like the day was just the confirmation that that discipline over time and like a bit of stick to itness is like makes all a ton of it, yeah and the the what i've i almost can't get back to like the intricacies of that deep feeling and that because it was a feeling as much as a thought i guess but what i what i kind of hold on to about that is like um this is why it's good to do hard things mm -hmm. yeah when I did my marathon, I I didn't get that, and the reason was is because like I I skipped a ton of my training, so mm. uh, I probably did a maybe probably did about less than fifty percent of what was on my training plan. Mm. So when I got to the race, it was like I didn't really achieve it. I just went through, did motions. I knew I didn't do the best that I could. Mm. So at the end, yeah, it was great to go do the full thing and get to the finish and that, but it was like. I could have did more. So that's an important, yeah. I, well, you did it. So, I mean, re I respect like, and you know, that's in your leg. So there's something there. And I'm not trying to talk you into anything, but I had had an experience that you make me think of a little bit, maybe one year before I ran it, which is I was training for a full and I got hurt. Like it wasn't like I broke my leg, but I had this hip and groin pain and it was like, it made it feel unwise to run more than like 10 kilometers. And I just stopped running and it healed itself. I gave it rest. I took care of it. 
And in three to four weeks, it was felt like it was better. It was better, I think. But I'd missed three to four weeks of like really important training. And I remember kind of, at least I relate to what you're saying, thinking, I wonder, I bet maybe I could run a marathon. But I hadn't done the training. And I just personally chose... And I, it's interesting to hear you say that your reflection on finishing after that kind of experience, because I, I have wrestled with whether I made a good call or not, or I mean, I haven't thought a lot about it since, but like at the time I was like, am I chickening out? Am I, but I just didn't have the confidence to go to the start line for a fall that, in that situation. Oh, it's, it kind of isn't an interesting thing. Like, yeah, there's one part of it is you're looking like, did I achieve my goal? Did I do what I set out to do? And the other way you're looking at it is it's a run. You could go out there, you enjoy it. Yeah, that's right. Into it. No, that's right. Yeah. I guess one thing that's at the heart of it though, is that the, the, whatever your like goal event or day is less important in, yeah. in my life, like right. just because of what I'm using running for, how I want it to fit into my life. Like that is less important than the training. The expression I heard is that's uh, that's your victory lap, is the marathon. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, another on marathon day, like if you remember, it was there were, I think there were 15 people registered in the full marathon category. Mm-hmm. It absolutely poured rain. Uh, a woman that had sort of like helped me finish half a couple years earlier um, had and that was like i'd never met her before but we sort of ran like within 100 meters of each other the whole half and then at the end she was ready to take off and finish and i was having like a calf cramp with like 150 meters left which would not have stopped me from finishing but it was slowing me down and she like doubled back and was like you we're like we've been running together the whole time get going yeah and it just like it i like love her i love her i feel i felt so close to her after that experience i, I care about her so much yeah um, and she came back to town to run the full and we ran within like a couple hundred meters of each other for a while. And then I remember going to take a leak on a tree and I never saw her again. Oh, she no. blasted off. <laughs> and there was one person behind me who I never saw after a few kilometers. So I just ran a marathon by myself, like whatever Vegas is like, or New York or, or Vancouver, whatever. Like I actually really want to run a marathon with like 10,000 other people. Because the the Yellow Life Marathon, I remember somebody pulling over by Canadian Tire, a good friend of mine, Mark Henry, and he was like, what are you doing? <laughs> and I was like, I'm 38 kilometers into a marathon. He's like, it just looked like a sad guy running in the rain, except that I had a number on. He's like, you have a number on? Like, what's going on? Like, you couldn't see anybody in either direction. Yeah. I wasn't, you know, sort of between the highway and the Frame Lake uh, aid station, so I... He was just like, are you, are you okay? Like, did you lose your way? Anyway, and then I told him what I was doing, and he actually was a great friend. Like, he was like, he called my dad and was like, I'm, I'm driving beside your son. He's just about ready to finish a marathon. And so he actually, it was a good contribution. He really cheered me on. But, um, yeah, so that it was like a very solitary experience. That is the the running Yellow part of races that. are often yeah. very yeah. solitary. Then you yeah. go to a twenty five thousand person race and yeah, like, what is this? I'm passing people? I don't pass people. Yeah, right. Yeah. They're yeah. passing me. It's just a never ending stream of yeah. accomplishments. I think like, there's two ways to look at it. I came uh, I came fourteenth 
in the Yellowknife Marathon, whatever year that was, or I came second last. And I'm actually like, <laughs> I feel like an equally deep bit of pride for both of those things. And I was a bit resentful of not, I mean, resentful is a strong word, but I was like, son of a gun, like, if you're going to come 14th, you might as well come 15th. Like, I wish the other guy hadn't been there. <laughs> I wanted to come last. But anyway, it was... I, I don't want to take up too much of your time, but we'll ask just, uh, just oh. one more last question, I guess. Yeah, well, I wanted to ask you about your uh, experience with the Horfrost. Uh, that one there, what what do you think about that that one? I remember you did. You were the only one who did a half marathon that one year. You and Murray. Yeah, that is an example. Like you asked me about winter running earlier. Like it's just like I don't try and really go fast. Like I'm not. I'm trying to beat myself. Like I'm always. You know, I like pushing myself, but I feel that in the summer kind of a more acute need to like push myself where in the winter I just it's just nice to be out there and what I remember about that is I changed my clothes halfway so I was in you know dry gear and so then it's just kind of like a slow run of 21 kilometers which is you know that's a long distance but it's also like at that point and again now probably like comfortably in my wheelhouse if I just do it and there's i mean that was that's a beautiful route you know lots of trails Mm -hmm. dog was happy um and i like i like a challenge you know like which i I almost that almost sounds macho because i almost it's like i like a challenge because i feel like i'm like confronting the part of myself that doesn't like a challenge so i don't mean it to sound macho it's not like i'm like i'm gonna climb every mountain top it's like (laughs) like i love like i love an easy life so every time i push myself to do something like that it's just so rewarding but you have done a lot of really neat things like that that hoarfrost the 71.25 kilometers on a track your marathon you know there's so much so much things you've done yeah that are just you know experiences yeah but really big deals you know so some things that i want to do is i do want to run a marathon with five thousand other people or whatever and it could be in calgary or dubai or whatever like it's it's i mean it'd be amazing to make it sort of exotic in terms of the destination Mm but but honestly i just want that experience of running a big marathon like a you know voluminous marathon one of my favorite runs of all time was uh, it was a training run. Shailen and his partner Isis got married at their property out in Madeline Lake, and as a as a sort of party gift to the, all the people that had traveled and all that stuff, he played one of his I think it was his last gig with uh, Ruben in the Dark, his band. And then he was kind of entering the next chapter of his life and staying in Yellowknife and not touring and the band continue, you know, they're doing their thing without him. But uh, I, I, they asked me to MC the show. And so I ran to his house at, uh, at Madeline Lake. Yeah. From old town. So it was like a 32 kilometer, 30 kilometer, whatever it was, but it was a, a full blown training run. And then I got there, uh, had a shower, put on normal clothes, and had an amazing time at, really a, cool. at a concert. Yeah, wow. out in the bush. So, like, those are, and the Horfrost actually is like that. Like, where it was just like, it was so social and fun. And, like, 
you said Hornfrost, I had to even think of what you were talking about. Like, I yeah. just think of that as like a day of running with friends and then having tr- snacks at Robin's house. And yeah. although the medals were amazing, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. they came with cookies this year. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Thank you very much. That was great. Yeah. Thank you guys. But wait, there's more. Welcome, Lauren, to the bonus round. Good to be here. <laughs> yeah. uh, Cam and I are going to ask you 10 rapid fire questions. Try to answer as quickly as you can. And at the end, we'll determine with the judges whether you get the points or none of the points. Yet again, I'm ill prepared. <laughs> I have no <laughs> idea where I'm going with that. So. I respect the lack of preparation. No. I mean that. I really mean that. We did start this off by saying we have absolutely nothing prepared. <laughs> uh, no. I mean, I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, I'm ready too. Okay, first question what, uh, What's the number one song in your running playlist? I think the one at the top is uh, the Roots Seed. That's an oh, I love that song. It's a banger. Yeah, Roots Seed. I'm gonna check it out. Yeah. Okay. If someone was gonna write a sign to cheer you on, what would that? Mo- what would it say that would you would love to see? Do it for your kids. Oh, oh there's touching. that touching moment. Okay. <laughs> Funny question though. Well, <laughs> I was gonna ask Richard shoes, but what, uh, go ahead. Uh, what brand shoes do you currently got? I am 24, 36 hours into my relationship with these Hoka Mach 4s. I ran my marathon in Hoka's, and in a lot of the time in between, I've been in two pairs of New Balance that had seal skin sewed to the toe. So they were like big, cushy New Balance, uh, kind of like trying to gnaw off a corner of uh, Hoka's market, but the seal skin... I became so deeply attached to because a friend at work sewed it on. It was to cover to keep the wind out of the toe, and it just nice. worked. That's, and also now they're like Super Dave always used almost like a work Saskatchewan of Saskatchewan sealskin. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Saskatchewan sealskin. What was that? <laughs> Super Dave Osborne. He does no. uh, his stunt suits. They're oh, made of genuine. Saskatchewan seal. <laughs> I think Rick Mercer talking to Americans too said, do you think Canadians should stop the Saskatchewan seal hunt? <laughs> I said, damn right, buddy. <laughs> it's my, it was my Cam now I'm completely lost. <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, I like, okay. If Yellowknife could put on a race that you would dream of being, what would that race be? It can be anything. It doesn't have to just include running. Oh, that's cool. Uh, well, I'd like a run swim. Um, and I'd like it to be very much trail or like overland, not uh, not road. Yeah. Right. So I heard about a Utila or something like that. It's a Swedish race. And it's like, it's through this like series of lakes, swim, run, swim, run, oh, swim, like run. A portage type of deal. Yeah. And it's super, uh, yeah. and then you do it in, a, in pairs. You both swim and you both run, mm-hmm. but you do it together. Um, hmm. Anyway, so whatever. I don't know much about that race, but basically what, before you said it could include any other sports, I threw in running or rather swimming because I love swimming and I'm interested in freshwater swimming on the lakes here. Nice. But uh, yeah, running over the land, like over that Precambrian shield here. Yeah. I mean, obviously there's lots of ways to break your ankle and all that, but it's just so beautiful. That's a thought of mine. Yeah. Summer. Summer. Yeah. It's gotta now. be swimming. <laughs> gotta be swimming. <laughs> well, your current favorite race yeah. or running route is in the summer, a swim. That's right. That's so. right. Uh, what's the coldest you will run in? 
No limit. No limit. Nice. I mean, yeah, I, I don't have yeah. a number that I used to cut it off. I've had run, I've run at minus 40. For me, the ticket is, and I'm putting things in front of my, I'm putting, yeah. waving my hand in front of my mouth, but it's breathing through yeah. lots of fabric to make sure you don't torch your lungs, but, nice. uh, and to go, excuse me, so slow. I, I believe 100% you're no limit with your minus 50 when you yeah. chilled the other day. Yeah, like, I did get chased off the lake the other day, and that never happens, but I was, it was an evening run, I think after dinner, and it was super windy, and Murray was with me, and we were on the road to Deda. We drove to the Rotary Park parking lot, parked, and Murray and I got out, and there was like evening traffic. Okay. And I was like, shit, Murray's going to get hit by a car. And he's a car smart dog. <laughs> yeah. But it just, it kind of, it was scary to me for some reason. It like got into my head that he was in danger. And then it was so windy. And I went to pull my phone out to take a photo. <laughs> crisp $20 bill. Started going, across the snow. Oh, no. So I ran over the berm and then was like, <laughs> <laughs> punching through my feet got full like it was like somebody like packed snow in my shoes i dove on there i stepped on the 20 bucks put it in my pocket and then got murray back to the car and i was like that was such an unmitigated disaster uh yeah. so that didn't yeah that didn't work out did you just get stumped we had a... <laughs> i got distracted with lauren's story <laughs> sorry about that i know you said okay. quick round i'll try and like Stop. Oh, no, oh. no worries. Okay. No, you, you, well, there's no real rules. And uh, I think we've all lost at the bonus round here of answering <laughs> questions quick, but it's a lot of fun. So for question number seven, what, uh, after a run, what's your treat? What's your go-to? What's your reward? Hmm. Um, honestly, usually my reward is solo parenting. <laughs> That's, but I mean, reward with air quotes around it. I mean, I don't love sweets i don't give a hoot about sweets but i love a beer cold beer would be great but I, it's not like i hit one like two minutes after a run but like having a cold beer with impunity later in the day after a run is great nice you're up cam you got this started listening to you again <laughs> let me tell beer. you about the finest cold beer i've ever had <laughs> <laughs> oh no i know i remember okay uh who is a running hero that you would like to run I mean, I'm literally thinking, like, who are my favorite musicians who could probably run? <laughs> <laughs> or novelists, you know? Um, I've actually interviewed, for example, Lawrence Hill, who's a writer. He wrote the Book of Negroes, okay. and he's a runner. Malcolm Gladwell is a big runner. Yeah. Actually, Matt Galloway, who hosts The Current, um, is, is like, I look way up to him as a broadcaster, as an interviewer, and he's a runner. And we're friends because I worked with him for a little bit when we lived in Toronto while Reagan was at grad school, and I've never gone for a run with him. So I would like to run with Matt Galloway. Matt, if you're listening. <laughs> yeah, I'll send him a link. But, you know, one of the things he focuses on, and I think this is really important, is like, so he lives in Toronto, works in Toronto, mm -hmm. and he feels like running is like, another way of seeing i've heard skateboarders like kind of talk about skateboarding as an art because of this it's because you look at a curb and instead of it being a curb that stops traffic it's like you're reinterpreting a city or you're reinterpreting a landscape and matt treats running and like community and as anyway as a way of seeing so that's cool and that's interesting i have had micro experiences of that 
in the morning where I'm like, I could run down the middle of Franklin. Like, yeah, you could. And it's not, there's just nothing, you know, there's days where it's so solitary that it's a different way to see Yellowknife. Okay. I'll, I mean, just recently, like I got to go to the new Tlechon ice road or oh. rather all season road. It's not an ice road. It's a wind. It's that's exactly year round. Fonders, I heard. Yeah. And that is true. And um, I, you know, hopefully nobody from CBC hears this. I brought my dog with me in a CBC truck. I tarped the back and brought Murray. I brought my running stuff. I did everything I was supposed to do for work. And I put my running stuff on. I went for a run. to run on a winter road? I, it's a good or, question. Sorry, I guess it's not a winter Well, road. open. Since it's open, for sure. Because I was like, that was like an hour after it opened. Um, I bet you people that worked on the road have run it. And I'm okay. sure trappers have kind of covered that land so yeah um but i i that was special because it cool. was also like i was just meeting all the guys that worked on the road and they're like clicho men that i was speaking with that were so proud so stoked about kind of the connectivity of it and talking about what it would mean for like a young person in wati who could now just do whatever anyway it was great and nice. it felt special so that was like going at your question of interesting cool yeah, yeah. Look at all these neat things you do. Yeah. It's fascinating, actually. <laughs> the the achievements you that's that is a really neat way to to do a run. It's not a training run. That was monumental. Yeah. I have I have and because of my job and getting to travel around, I've gotten to run, you know, in probably half or more of the communities in the Northwest Territories. And I'm, if I do my job for another 10 years, I'll probably get to every community and I run in them nice. for sure. Yeah. And not in the NWT, but I went for like a spectacular run in Cambridge Bay along the water. It was the middle of winter, so that like wind off the off the ocean. Wow. Yeah. 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 Jeez, I'm gonna follow it up with a pretty crappy question. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> what 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 can I do to make your experience running twenty four hours at the ultra better? You've already done it, you know. I was uh, gonna travel out of town with some friends to go see a comedy show in Vancouver that weekend, and I'm gonna bail on those guys to run this. So, oh, our apologies. No, well, don't <laughs> apologize. The, the main thing is they would be my crew. Oh. And I know my family will come and be supportive, but they're not gonna be there for 24 hours. That's not practical. So, and you're not my crew, but you're kind of connecting me with people that are helping with that. So. Um, I love you, Amanda. Thank you. Oh, she, <laughs> yeah. she offered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and great. so that helps me a lot. So it's interesting. I notice about myself when I'm suffering or when something's hard. Um, cheering me on is nice, but I also have, and I'm like an extroverted son of a gun, but I like being left alone a bit. Yeah. I love my solo running. And that is one of the things on the track is like, you're always there's always people around and like that's cool you and it's helpful yeah you did it solo I, I, you were there yeah but you weren't there i i saw it I yeah it. yeah so, so i like to be focused. like in my own bubble yeah. a bit okay well we'll get you a bubble <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> but uh that was eight nine? Oh no that's ten that's ten oh, i nine. want i want you know the bag, the bag of ice that you handed me <laughs> yeah. last year. It saved my bacon. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's like the hottest day of the year. It so. immediately, like, I didn't even realize how kind of oppressed I was in that moment by the heat. It's or like how, over 30 degrees. Yeah, but I put it on there and I was like, oh, first of all, my neck feels like it's a burning ember. Yeah. <laughs> which isn't a good sign. And then that, uh, yeah, cooling off my kind of core and 
Yeah. I don't want to get too graphic. Yeah, but I was rubbing it around the bod pretty we, good. <laughs> we didn't want anyone to get heat stroke. Yeah. That, that wasn't on the plan. That that was well, it wasn't on the plan for it to be 30 degrees. No, it wasn't. Yeah. yeah, nobody thought it would be that crazy hot. Yeah, I felt like a caveman discovering fire at that race when you gave me the bag of ice and I'm like, I bite a little hole in it and it's stick it under my head yeah. and it slowly dripped down my back. Like, Smart. oh my God, this is incredible. Yeah. I can't believe I discovered this. I at one point took the dregs of one of those bags and put it in my underwear because <laughs> that's a hot spot for sure. And yeah. we all know that, you know, you can kind of win and lose temperature out of the, out of the, out of the bits. And, uh, and I was like, nope, that's too much. Yeah, that's, that's not a win. <laughs> yeah. Good idea. Don't yeah. do that again. <laughs> Well, thank you very much for... Oh, you guys are awesome. Yeah, Thanks awesome. for doing this podcast. I'm glad I got to do it. I Great. feel like we could have like a four-hour podcast here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we didn't award the points, but oh, you know, uh, we're, we well, did not do well in we'll short answers, but this is yeah, so great. Sorry about that. No, <laughs> no, it's so good. Yeah. It's been great. The next episode, we'll figure out. We'll give all the points award. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Can I redeem these at... Uh, <laughs> the joke today was that they have about as much uh, value as some cryptocurrencies. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'll redeem these at the 24 hour for a bag of uh, mashed potatoes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> those mashed potatoes. Yeah. Oh, I didn't say. Uh, did you see my post about the uh, Lauren McGinnis drinking game at the track? Every no. time you go around, have a shot of beer. Oh, I saw. <laughs> and you might have one. Uh, giant man every yeah. pearl who's up for it he might be the only one capable <laughs> yeah yeah i might i might rotary Avery? yeah okay. uh, i might bring him in for like a few hours or whatever he's up for even a half an hour of support like yeah if if, um, if i'm gonna have sort of like somebody like amanda be my consistent like keep me alive crew or make sure i don't die crew then i might have him <laughs> be a visitor at some point it's gonna be a wild ride out there oh yeah oh and yeah. just one more time just to Final note, just so it's recorded and out there on the internet. How, uh, just one more time, how far are you going to run for the 24 hours? My goal is 100 kilometers. I'm not uh, one of these people that uh, will feel like a failure if I don't. Uh, I My fitness will be at a level for sure where I can do it. And I also, like I went 71 last year. Like I, I even last year kind of had a feeling if I'd been organized differently, I could have done it. But it's like if I twist an ankle, like it's just there's so much luck that yeah. goes into being able to run that, 100 kilometers. That's true. Yeah, but that's like we'll be holding you to it though. Yeah, no, no, I'm I'm there to go 100. Yeah, cool. that's well, my plan. We look forward to that, and good luck with your training, and good luck with everything else. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. Thanks, Thanks. everyone.